Hi, and welcome to Health Now from WebMD. I'm your host, Carrie Gann. There's a lot going on in the health headlines these days, but don't worry, we've got you covered with expert advice and stories on the health topics that mean the most to you. This week, in honor of Mother's Day, we have good news about women's health and happiness. Then, we'll hear what moms can do now to make life healthier for their kids and themselves, and some of the best health advice moms have passed along. Plus, the secrets to happiness for working mothers. And our Tweak of the Week is a little gift for moms and busy women everywhere. That's all coming up. Stick around. Moms have a lot of influence over their kids' daily routines. But what about when their children become adults? How much can parents affect how they live their lives later on? Our medical editor, Dr. Neha Pathak, has been thinking about this recently, and we wanted to, to hear some of her thoughts a little bit today. Hi, Dr. Pathak. Hi, how are you? I'm doing all right. You've written a little bit about how working with your patients as a doctor has sort of brought some things home to you about your role as a mom. Tell us more about that. Right, so I'm an adult medicine doctor, so I work with a lot of people that have high blood pressure, obesity, diabetes, and we spend a lot of our time thinking about ways that they can get control over these conditions. And whenever we do beyond just taking medications or a pill, and the conversation always comes back to things that they can change in their lifestyle that are habits that started in childhood. Mm. And it's really, really hard to change these behaviors because these are things that people have been doing for years and years and years. So when we kind of, when we talk through these things at our follow-up appointments, they are really working hard, but they always come back and say, you know, I just wish I hadn't been doing this for so long, or I wish I had never started this. And they're really onto something because we know that there are a couple of high risk behaviors that if we could avoid those, you can avoid a lot of chronic disease in adulthood. And those would be things like avoiding tobacco, not drinking too much alcohol, being physically active and having a healthy diet. Knowing that, it really made me think about what can I do for my own kids so that they don't have to have the same kind of struggles to change these behaviors when they're adults and at the same time will also prevent them from having some of these chronic conditions. And you're not just talking about getting your kids to do things differently or you know, telling them what to do. You're even changing your own habits. Why is that important? All right, so a couple of reasons. So first of all, I am similar to a lot of my patients starting to develop high blood pressure and having problems with my sugar. Mm -hmm. So this was one of the first things as I noticed this, I tried to think about my own behaviors and it was very difficult to cut out some of the things that I just love to eat. I've just had them in my diet for so long. Right. So that's the first thing. And the second thing, it's really hard to change behaviors in your children if you're not modeling them yourselves because part of what, how they're learning is just observing you. It's really difficult to say to them, you can't have candy, you can't have chocolate, you have to eat whole grains if I'm sneaking in the pantry and eating my stash of candy and chocolate. Right. So I reserve my cheating for when I come to the office. <laughs> that's okay, we won't tell your kids, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you. 
that's a that's an excellent point. What are some of the things that you are doing with your own kids at home to set, set them up for these kind of healthier habits you're talking about later on? For us in our family, the biggest thing that we found that we are struggling with is a healthy diet. Mm. Aren't we all? Yes. <laughs> We've tried to do things in an age-appropriate way. My kids are pretty young still. They're four and almost seven. Mm -hmm. So really the way to get them to engage in this is, to buy, is by making it fun. Sure. And we don't want them to feel like they're being punished because, and they can't have candy because they did something wrong. We try to make it fun. For my seven-year-old, she's learning on learning to read. We try to do scavenger hunts in the grocery store. Oh, that sounds like fun. Wow. Yeah. Going down the cereal aisle, looking for things that say whole. She'll look at the ingredients and she'll say, oh, I found you know, a cereal that says whole grains. And then that could be the cereal that we buy. Oh, that's a great idea. My four-year-old, we would never do that because she would see the colors in the aisle. <laughs> and she would want the most colorful box. So it's really thinking about things that are fun and appropriate for that age. Right, the colorful boxes tend to be <laughs> distracting. For distracting, perhaps a little more sugar, you never know. <laughs> exactly. And I think the, the second biggest change I think for us that we're trying to make is really a mindset change and really trying to model positivity because we don't know what the, the, uh, heart, the habits that they're gonna have that they need to change. But we know that if they have a positive mindset and a belief that they can change things when they identify them as not being ideal, then that's gonna really help them regardless of what the habit is. So in terms of trying to in improve our po family positivity levels, we're doing a couple of things. One, we're trying to model how we talk to each other. So instead of saying, oh, I'm never gonna be able to do this, or this is, you know, it's impossible. I can't, I can't improve my diet. We say things like, we're not really quite there yet, but I think we can work on this. We can make this menu better, or they can, we can make this recipe better. And then the second thing we do is really try to be very action oriented. So we want them to tell us one thing that made them super happy for that day. Mm -hmm. And then one thing that they're super excited for for the next day. And we're hoping that that will help us have happier conversations and just create a mindset that's more positive. Yeah, which makes them probably feel more confident in themselves and, and better able to, to make some changes on their own. Have you seen any results so far from these changes that you're making? I think the great thing is that my younger child is very funny and very negative. So oh, no. <laughs> if we say to her, you know, tell me something fun that happened today, she will always start with nothing. Nothing Aww. fun happened today. <laughs> and as we've been doing this more and more, we've been able to actually see a change. So we went from a kid who would always tell us that things were not good to now she really does search for things and she'll say things like, oh, nothing fun happened today but I had a really great time when my teacher read me this story. There you go, that's great. That's a little, looking for that silver lining. There I like that. <laughs> Some great advice there. Thank you so much, Dr. Pathak. And you can get all of her tips in her blog on webmd.com and find the link to that blog in our show notes.
And we wanted to hear from all of you, some of our listeners and our followers on Twitter and Facebook. What was some of the best health advice that your mom gave you when you were a kid or maybe when you're an adult? So we have our director of social media, Christy Majors, here to tell us what she heard on some of our social channels. Hey, Christy. Hey, how are you? Thanks I'm for having great. Me. No problem. Thanks for coming in. So what were some of the things that you heard? So Twitter lit up with this eating a lot of vegetables. Okay. So this one comes from at Tara Kangle EY and she said eating tons of veggies with nothing on them. Wow. Wow. That's pretty great if you can get a kid to <laughs> You can get a kid to do that. On them. Tara, call me. I need help with figuring <laughs> out how to do that because we're not there at my house. Good advice <laughs> good advice for the adults too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Carol at Nurse Cop 58 said, grow your own vegetables, more veggies than meat on your dinner plate. And treats at her house growing up were always fruit. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Great advice. That is wonderful advice. It's good to get that that sweetness in at the end of the meal with less calories than a big hunk of chocolate, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> I guess. Fun, I guess. <laughs> Another theme we saw a lot of was eating breakfast. That's an essential piece of advice for me. After you've gone out about your day and you regret not eating your breakfast, that's like the worst feeling. Yes. Like it's going to be how long until I can eat again? <laughs> Sashir said, get in the habit of eating breakfast. And then um, at Terry Coder one said, always eat breakfast and don't eat in front of the TV. When you eat in front of the TV, you don't realize how much or what you've eaten and you tend to overeat. That's really good. I could, I could stand to remember that myself. I think Great a lot advice. of us do that. Yeah. And then another thing we saw a lot of was, um, and I think we all remember our mom saying this, is wash your hands. Yes. I have a two-year-old, so we are talking about this all the time, nonstop. <laughs> Queen M, at Queen M Sheba said, wash your hands properly before you eat and whenever you re-enter the house. She said her mom also said, also, I don't care that all you did is drink before bed. Go brush your teeth. <laughs> so that sounds Make familiar. sure you don't forget to brush your teeth Absolutely. before you go to bed. You're over there at the sink anyway, washing your hands. Yeah. Brush your teeth. <laughs> and at Zelma Toro said, wash our hands. My mother was a head nurse in labor and delivery department and would ask us as we were leaving the bathroom, did you wash your hands? It has stuck with me. And now I ask my grandson, did you wash your hands? So that's great advice. Passing that on to yep. future family generations. Exactly. There. That's wonderful. And then the thing that kind of stood out to me is there was a lot of um, mental health th- type advice that uh, parents gave their children. Hmm. So this one's from at Kate Loves Noro. To be kind, but to be drop dead honest, to be unafraid of my mistakes. That's how we learn and to forgive liberally because we all need to be forgiven far more often than we think. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty deep. Yeah. But great advice there. Great advice. And I think Kate probably walks around with a lighter heart. She probably does. Forgiven everybody. She's probably the better for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need to be friends with Kate. (laughs) (laughs) This is from at K.A. Willimon. She said her mom is a true optimist. She taught me that being kind and generous makes you happier and happiness makes us all healthier. I like that. I agree. That is really great advice. It is. It really is. I know that if I'm happy and having a good day, I tend to take better care of myself. That's very true. Well, those are some great responses, great advice from all the moms out there. So thanks so much, Christy, for passing those on. Thanks for having me. Psychologists say that everyone pretty much has three basic psychological needs, freedom of choice, connection with others, and a sense of competence. But for women who've just had a baby and go back to work, those things may be hard to come by, but they are still important. Researchers in Belgium studied working moms-to-be to find out a little more about this issue, and 
Before they gave birth, they asked the moms about their tendency toward depression. Then after the moms had their babies and returned to work, they had them track their baby's temperaments and their own moods and energy level and satisfaction. What they found was that when the new mom's basic psychological needs were met, freedom, connection, and competence, they were in a better mood, they had more energy, and they were less likely to be depressed. And that was no matter what their babies were like or how they were feeling. The most important thing the experts say is that you should just cut yourself some slack and make time for your own happiness. But how can you actually do that and be sure that your basic needs are being met? Well, Allison West, who manages our editorial operations team, is the mom of two young kids herself, and she has some advice to share on this. Hey, Allison, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem. So what advice would you have for moms who are trying to find this balance when well, they go back to work? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, just it's it's hard, and we hold ourselves to, to, to pretty high standards and sometimes impossible standards. Intellectually, we know they're impossible, but we have to figure out a way to make it practical. And yes. when we talk about freedom, <laughs> freedom of choice, something that really works for me is scheduling my own time and really sticking with it. If it's a date, you know, with my husband, or if it's going out with a friend, you know, even if they cancel on me, I'm still going to go. You know, it's important to have that time. And I think anybody who's, who's saying, okay, hey, you're planning for this time, maybe you've got a sitter or maybe the kids are in bed whatever it is it's so easy to say you know what no I, I'll just they cancel I'm just gonna run to the grocery store and you know go pick this right. up and you know you're be so productive exactly somehow. be productive and optimize your time somehow that's always what I feel like I'm trying to do is optimize my time but as a mom you're so selfless but you don't have to give up yourself you've planned for the time stick to it it's worth it you deserve it go ahead and do it take yourself to the movies Go, you know, go to a, get to a show, go see some live music just to do something, you know, even if you're just sitting somewhere reading <laughs> or right. not having anyone ask you for something or you're not, you know, just sitting quietly bottles, in your car, sitting quietly in your car. Yeah. Sing loudly too. maybe, you know, maybe do whatever, do whatever you want to do because it's your time. You plan for it. Stick to it. You owe it to yourself. Right. And when it comes to connection, I mean, you miss people, you know. I know there are a lot of moms out there who miss their friends. Yeah. <laughs> I do. We all get we get so busy and, and of course work keeps you busy and, and, and that's just it takes up so much time. So I would love to sit down and have a long phone call with my best friend or write write an email, a long email to someone who I haven't spoken to in a few years. But what's been working for me lately, it's been really good is to just send a quick text message, a quick email, even, you know, hey, I know they're at work too. I'm gonna leave them a voicemail and say, Hey, I'm just thinking about you. Yeah. I'm just thinking about you. We'll, you know, we'll catch up when we can. But even that, it starts, it keeps the connection going and it, and it starts a conversation. Even if that conversation ends up being several texts over the next few months. Absolutely. You've, you've reached out and you, and you made that connection. You'll be happy and so will your friend. And another thing, you know, at work, I, I think that works at work too. A few months ago, I invited some other moms that I like to talk to here. I invited yeah. them all to lunch at the same time. I think the, the, the subject line in the email was, hi, let's not eat at our desks. <laughs> <laughs> and that day we all got together and it was just so much fun. We had a great time. Everybody brought their lunch and we laughed. It felt really good. To that just, is a great idea. Right. And yeah. we already had the time. The time was already there. The food was already there. And it was easy, you know. Absolutely. Easy to get together. Just and a it, small opportunity to reach out to other people who aren't your kids or your immediate family. Absolutely. And 
competence, feeling like you're being a good mom. I feel like like that really is something people struggle with, especially in those early days of trying to figure out how to take care of a baby. Yes. And you're, you know, you're in that fog and it feels like, wait, there are no instructions. (laughs) Am I doing it right? You know, and when you lay out your own rules for yourself, sometimes you're a little too strict with those rules. And sometimes you, everything feels like a priority. And that is not sustainable. A thing I've, I've tried to do is, you know, at the end of the night, I'm like, oh wait, I'm just gonna do one more thing before bed. And that one more thing usually turns into three more things. Of so, course. Right, right, and then bedtime gets later and later. I'm crankier and it's harder to be <laughs> your best self and your best mom. <laughs> so what I've done is, is just, I start doing the one thing and only that one thing, and I shift the other two things to other nights, and it's okay, because in, in doing that, I've reprioritized things, right. you know, maybe, okay, there are three things and maybe that third thing is, is, is not essential. Maybe that third thing I can delegate or that third thing, you know what, it doesn't really matter. You know, I was only doing it because, hey, I'm up anyway. So now I have two things on my list and I'm only going to do one tonight and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. It's going to make me, I'm going to go to bed on time. I'm going to be a better mom. I'm going to be a better partner. Feel, feel better, feel happier like, that in, just in yourself. Exactly. Well, prioritizing your happiness it's, gl- it's great to hear somebody that you, who's tried some things and it's working out for them. So thank you so much, Allison. Oh, thanks for having me. Now it's time for our tweak of the week, the one simple thing you can start today to make your life healthier or happier. And this one is for you, moms, and really every super busy woman out there. Set aside some time just for you. Nothing crazy. We get that you probably can't spare a whole day or an afternoon or maybe even an hour to spend on yourself. But you know how a short workout is better than no workout at all? The same is true for self-care. This is micro me time. Maybe take 10 minutes to start one of those books you have on your nightstand. Or go on a five minute virtual vacation. You can watch a YouTube video of ocean waves crashing on a beach in Hawaii or give yourself 15 minutes to start planning a real vacation. Just a little something to relax or brighten your day. And tell us what you picked. You can share with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. All right, that's all we have for today. Thanks so much for joining us. And I hope everyone has a very happy Mother's Day. We'll talk to you next week.